So I think it's fair to say that we live in an instant gratification world. We want results. We want results now. The problem is, is that we want that with our dogs or any living thing, to be honest. And so we're going to talk about that in today's episode. We're going to talk about what it really takes to get the results you need. And it's not really going to be that big of a surprise. Let's talk about it next. Let's get this week's episode going. Hey, everybody, I am Jake from OnDogTrainingAcademy.com. OnDog Training Academy is an online dog training website. You can go there. We have a course that we have launched called Welcome Home. This is a very good starter for anybody who's getting a new dog or puppy, so definitely check it out. comes with some good perks as well, where you'll have access to it for a year. You'll also be have access to a year access to a private non-Facebook community where you're able to talk with others, ask questions, get feedback, and support other members as well. So if I feel a little stuffy, guys, I do apologize. I'm on the backside of getting over COVID, and that's just what has to happen. So uh, if you feel me a little stuff, if you you sounds like I'm a little stuffy, that's why. So on this week's episode, I wanted to talk about us as people, you know, I I think we live, like I said in the intro, we live in a world that is a very like right now, we have a right now state of mind. We're hungry. We want to eat now. We want to go now. We can go get basically any type of food we want now. We want information. We want to watch something. We want to listen to a certain song. We want to watch a TV show. We can do that now. And so I think we get into this mindset that basically results should be instant and that should happen no matter what. And I think that tends to fail us in a lot of different ways. You know, obviously, I'm not a psychologist. I'm not going to sit here and I'm not your therapist. I'm not going to talk to you guys through this stuff. But think about it when it comes to like divorce rates and different things like that. Marriage takes work. You know, I've been married for 16 years, I think I'm going on now. And, uh, it takes time. It takes work. It wasn't instantly perfect, you know, and we're falling out of that mindset. We're, we're falling into a, this should just be good and it should be good right now. And if I throw money at it or if I do whatever, it should be fine. And <clears throat> I'm not really talking about marriage when it comes to that. I'm actually talking more about like dog training and different things. But but you see what I'm saying? Things take time, especially when it's things that are living. A dog and another dog, you and a dog, you and your spouse, you and your family, you and whatever it is. If you're dealing with living things, this takes time. And so we need to understand that. Now, in dog training, one of the big things, and I think this is common knowledge, because I think it's common knowledge when it comes to just most things, that repetition is key. And repetition is going to teach your, and we'll talk about dogs now when we're talking about this. I'm done talking about marriages and, and, and people and stuff. That's not my forte. But when it comes to dogs, we know that, that repetition, positive repetition or negative, the dog will learn these things. And I really think that we need to understand what all this exactly means. And so that's what we're going to talk about today is just repetition. 
why repetition is important, how repetition can hurt you, and then understanding what repetition actually means and the good repetition and what that actually what that actually means. So with that being said, let's dive into it. I mean, when you're training your dogs, you know, there's there was a, a an old note, and honestly, right now I can't I can't really find it or, or remember what it is, how exactly how many repetitions you need. Let's just say it was like you need 3,000 repetitions of something to be f- proficient at it or whatever it might be. And that as like a blanket statement, I think is really misleading because we need to understand that it's not just about repetitions. It's about how it's the type of repetitions, right? Like if, if I'm going to teach my dog to down and I do down 3,000 times in a row, bang, 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 3,000 times in a row. Is that guaranteed that my dog's going to to then know it? Because I did the repetitions that they said I had to do. Well, not necessarily. We need to make sure that we're doing it and setting it so that it becomes less of a conscious decision and more of a subconscious decision. You know, right now, like, like think about driving. You know, you drive to work, you drive wherever. You've done this drive so many times that when somebody calls you and they're like, where are you? You're like, I don't even know. I've just been driving. You kind of go on autopilot. Like you're paying attention, but you've done this drive so many times, it's almost like a subconscious thing where you're just like, this is what I do. But when you're going somewhere new and you're really careful about following directions, you're watching your GPS, you're doing these different things, and someone calls you and says, hey, where are you? You can say, I'm at mile marker 14 because you're, you're more conscious. You're not comfortable. And so that's what we have to keep in mind when we're training our dogs. This isn't just about repetition. It's about getting it to the point where it just becomes a subconscious decision that the dog makes. Like, let's say you don't want the dog to jump on you. So, you know, you can work off. You can you can tell the dog off and, and work on that part of it, of course. But the response that when that dog wants to come see you, that's the part that needs to change. All right, so you're like, okay, well, I want my dog to sit in front of me instead of jumping on me. Well, that doesn't mean that if you try it 10 times, that your dog suddenly has it. You need more repetitions of it. But you need to have, not only does the dog need to be in a certain state of mind that really feeds into the jumping, but it needs the repetitions in life, real life situations. You coming home from work, your dog comes to greet you, you tell your dog to sit. Your dog sits, you pet him. You do this over and over and over and over and over through this real life situations. So you're <clears throat> you're, you're doing a more, uh, what would they call it? A spaced out repetition, I suppose. Um you're going to get better results with that. Your dog's going to go, oh, you're home from work. I come up, I sit. That's what I do. We've done this many, many, many times. The problem is, is people get fed up after just doing it a short amount of time because it doesn't work. It's not that it's not working. It's just not working to where you notice. So like your dog, I'm going to use jumping for an example for a lot of this to begin with. Your dog comes in and just immediately jumps on you. Immediately jumps on you when you come home from work. And you're like, well, that sucks. I don't want that. You know, so you start telling your dog to sit. Maybe your dog doesn't sit right away, but they do it. So maybe it takes you six times of telling your dog to sit before they finally sit as they're still trying to jump on you. And then you work on that for a week. And you don't think it's working. But your dog comes up, and you're only having to tell your dog five times to sit. But because it's not such an obvious result, you're not noticing it. You're getting discouraged. You said, well, this method doesn't work. 
we're terrible as people, as humans, about that. We need to give things time to work. We need to continue and just be persistent with it. But the repetitions of it are going to be important. And even if you don't see the results, that it's going to progressively build. Again, we, we live in a, in a we-want-it-now society, and that just cannot happen. I think effectively cannot happen with a lot of dog behaviors. It just can't be like, okay, fixed, done. You know? You need to put the work in and you need to put the effort in and not get discouraged and stay the course. You know, obviously, if you feel like something is just completely not working or if you find that things are like regressing, you know, <clears throat> if you talk to a trainer and they're like, well, we want you to, you know, blow kisses at your dog when they're jumping on you and and that'll stop them from jumping. Well, if you notice the jumping increasing, that's a red flag. But if it's not decreasing or it's at least slightly decreasing, you're in a better spot to continue to try it. Again, you may not notice because a lot of things that change in a dog when it comes to like getting repetitions in is in its brain. Now, sometimes we don't see those. Sometimes it's it's something that that is the dog's going, I maybe shouldn't jump, but I want to. But at least now the dog is starting to say, I maybe should not jump. You may not see that. You may not even see that reaction coming from your dog, but your dog might start to think it. It's a hard thing to think about, like, okay, well, I got to read my dog's mind. No, not necessarily, but what I'm saying is just stay the course and continue trying to work on these things because it will end up, I feel, as long as you're getting even just the sliver of progress, that means you're getting to the dog. You're getting it there. Now there's just elements that need to come together, whether it's really understanding what the word means or you know, putting them into stimulating situations or making the situation easier. There's things that we can do to help them, but we need to understand that the repetitions are key. Think about the behaviors that, like, whatever behavior you don't want with your dog. How long has your dog been doing that? Did it just start as a puppy? Probably not. It probably built into something. You know, your dog runs and bites your jacket and then runs away. Well, when did it form? Why did it form? Probably didn't start as, as early as like right when I got the dog. Something happened. And then over and over and over, this dog was getting to do it. And whether you gave the excuse of, well, it's just a puppy or you just didn't know how to deal with it, those are repetitions that the dog is practicing and having success with. So repetitions aren't just about good things. Repetitions can also be bad things. If you're letting your dog do certain things over and over and over throughout its life, then of course these are going to become subconscious decisions where the dog is like, this is just what I do. So it's, it, and those, once you have those behaviors, and I think this is what, we, what a lot of trainers deal with, when you have a subconscious decision set, then it really takes time to work it out of the dog. There's things you can of course do, but when it comes back to it, the dog is going to subconsciously go, but I jump. I, this is what I do when I see you. And I, we need to just remember that, be patient with the dogs, but absolutely be, be pers- persistent with them and not give up. I think this is something that I think people need to understand. Do not give up. You know, you just you have to see it through. Um, but, but keep this in mind, repetitions. Repetitions are always going to be something you're going to want to have tons of. I mean, all the training stuff I do with my dog, it's not like, it's not like I just go out there and he's perfect. We've built into a lot of things, constant repetitions. When I say this, you do that. And it get to, got to the point where we could trial, and then we'd trial, and it was fine, or it was whatever, and then we'd continue training. We're getting these repetitions. You know, dog, like like barking. 
Well, barking, it's the same thing as jumping. Dog did it and got some sort of result that was pleasurable to the dog and then did it again and again and again and again. And all of a sudden that became, instead of a conscious decision, it became almost a subconscious decision. And I think that is that is what we have to consider. We have to consider, is the dog doing this because it's thinking about it and then doing it? Or is the dog just doing it because it's done it so much it's just kind of its reaction to things? You know, so really consider this when you're training your dogs. I don't care if it's sit or down or whatever. Now, you might have heard me say the term uh, spaced spaced repetition. All I mean by that is is not cramming. Like, I'm not going to say, okay, you know what? I'm going to teach my dog not to jump on me or I'm, I'm going to teach my, let's say I'm going to teach my dog. Well, yeah, I'm going to say, I'm going to teach my dog not to jump on me. I think it's better off if you were to do 1,500 spaced out repetitions, meaning you incorporate it into uh, daily life stuff, as opposed to even doing 3,000 just boom, 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 all at one time, like just doing this mass repetition lesson. Obviously, it's overkill. Obviously, I'm exaggerating, but you kind of get my point. If you just kind of flood it, it's like, it's like, uh, you know, think about like a fire. You take a log, a giant ass log, and you throw this log on the fire. Does it burn? Yeah, a little bit, but it also kind of smolders a lot. It doesn't really do what you want it to do, you know, but if you take this log and you cut this log into pieces and you throw it on the fire, it burns better because you're doing it in small doses. You're adding to this fire. You're stoking it up. And so that is kind of with dog training, in my opinion, what it's all about is is you have to do this appropriately. You can't just flood the dog with repetition and say, there we go, 3,000, we hit that mark. You know this now because it's just not the, not the case. Subconscious takes time. Subconscious takes repetition over time, not repetition in bulk. I feel like I'm being super repetitive with what I'm saying, so I will put a wrap on this pretty quick here. But I just want you to... Uh, to kind of consider this stuff. Cramming cramming repetitions is going to be less um, useful, yet less long-term. But if you have this good spaced repetition, that is going to be really important. And remember, you want to go from... I mean, think about when your dog... Think about when your dog wants a treat from you. What is the first thing they do? A lot of dogs sit. Well, why? Because you've asked them to sit so many times over the course of its life that it just goes, okay, this is what I do. Your dog is hardly, your dog probably isn't even thinking about it. Your dog just comes to you and sits. It's so automatic, it's subconscious. Now, if the dog comes up to you and wants a treat and is jumping all over you still, and you tell the dog to sit, and the dog sits then, that's a conscious decision. The dog is saying, oh, okay, I have to do this. We want to get the positive, through positive repetitions, we want those good behaviors that we want of our dogs to be subconscious. They just happen. It's like just muscle memory. Whoop, this is what I do. Remember, like driving to work or just anything like that, we just do it. We just know it. And it's what happens. It's what we do. You know, think about all the habits you have, some good, some bad, and and what it took to get there and how hard it is sometimes to, to stop those habits, whether it be smoking or eating bad food or, or not exercising and, you know, whatever it might be. But think about it. Think about how that affects you. It's hard, right? But it's a subconscious thing now. So think about this podcast, guys. Hopefully this episode was helpful. Hopefully it kind of shines a light and makes you think a little bit more. I know um, when I first started learning about this, it really kind of 
opened my brain a little bit more to thinking about dogs a little differently, about the behavior, some of the behaviors they do, and why sometimes it's really difficult to break them of these certain behaviors, but it's still not impossible. So again, guys, thank you uh, for listening. You can check us out on our website, ondogtrainingacademy.com. You can also check out our Facebook page, which is... um, I'll put a link to it in the the On Dog Training Academy Facebook page. I'll put a link to it in the description. I'll put a link to our website. I'll also put a link to our Learn, Laugh, Bark podcast uh, Facebook page as well. We always want input from people. We want people to to tell us what they want to hear, what they want us to talk about. So definitely check that out. Um, And yeah, if you want to subscribe to our email list, you can hit that up on our website, ondogtrainingacademy.com. Upper right-hand side, it says subscribe. You can subscribe to our email list. We really don't send a ton out. We just want to send you guys useful updates on when things are launching. And we're hoping that, let's see, today is January. We're really hoping to be pushing out some new content or at least starting to to build new content here in uh, February. So just in a couple weeks, we're kind of brainstorming some new mini courses, maybe some webinars, things like that. So we're going to be pushing those out hopefully soon. So again, guys, thank you for listening this week. Hopefully this has enlightened you a little bit. And like always, we'll see you next week.